Now, more details have been published about the coronation. Everybody's being encouraged to pledge aloud their allegiance to King Charles in what's called a homage of the people. I'm joined now by my royal panel, Sarah Houston and Rupert Bell. Very good afternoon to you chaps. Good afternoon. Hello, Daisy. Now, how many sleeps is it now? I mean, only a few five. until... Is it five <laughs> sleeps yes. until, until the coronation? And again, we've had that drip drip over the weekend of the palace letting us know a few more details. Obviously, the big one is that the order of service, there is going to be, instead of the hereditary peers mm. pledging to their, 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 their um, oath to the king, all of us are expected to do it. Well, I think the key word is expected, which isn't in the details, but I think Lambeth Palace got themselves into a bit of a muddle over this at the weekend. They gave a briefing at the end of last week about the changes that have been made to the liturgy of the coronation uh, service. And in that, the most significant one being the change to the homage of the peers, and that has been changed to an homage of the people, homage of the people. Now, the idea behind it is to make this a more inclusive service and rather than a so, so fewer sort rather of, than a parade of white male aristocrats yes. pledging their allegiance to the king and, and when that happened in the queen's service it took more than an hour to hours, get through yeah. them all uh, that you would have a homage of the people and that people within the church within westminster abbey and watching all around the world could join in this oath but they didn't register that there would be a backlash to this and anti-monarchists saying that it's offensive totally tone deaf people say well why would i want to do this so the clarification has come now that people are invited to in the same way that you might be invited to sing along with the national anthem should you so desire and uh, rupert do you agree with those who said that it was a bit tone deaf uh, i think but the key element is i think people have over there's an element of overreaction as well i think yeah because the wording is, invite if you wish. Now, if you imagine you're going to a big screen somewhere, for instance, I know, badminton horse trials, big screen, I was normally be there, yeah. having a big screen there. I can imagine people there who are sitting there in front of the big screen might want to respond when encouraged, and maybe in Hyde Park. So I see it more like that. If you are like-minded and you're going to a big screen, I think you will, and that will help you, give you a feel, a point of reference, maybe within the service, but elsewhere, I, you know, I don't, it's up to the individual concerned and I think it is a nice way, no more than that, but I do think there has been a slight overreaction to it. And we've seen some more elements of the coronation um, coming out. Uh, so we now, we've seen details of the, the new canopy that's been made. Originally there were rumours that the king would be, would have the holy oil put on him in public, that we'd get to see that. That, that has been quashed and we've now seen these, this beautiful embroidered canopy that's being created, but only for the king, not for Camilla. Yes, and what's interesting, we, we wondered whether he was going to have a canopy at all, or then maybe it would be a transparent uh, canopy. Actually, what we've got is more privacy from the king yeah. than the queen even had, because he's got a three-sided screen, uh, and the only open side will be facing the high altar, so nobody within Westminster Abbey or watching on television will see that very sacred moment, the anointing uh, with the holy oil, because it is meant to be a private moment between the monarch and God. And that is the difference for Camilla as the queen. It is not the same oath that she makes and it is not the same moment and she's decided she'll go without and it will be in full view. Rupert, I wonder if people will be surprised at how much of a religious ceremony this is, how it's a 
deeply spiritual moment. We're told that Charles is going to say his prayers out loud, which I understand isn't traditional, that, that he's been having lots of meetings with Justin Welby, the Archbishop of Canterbury, spiritual guidance that he's getting. There is a lot of God in this, and I wonder if people will be a bit surprised by that. But I think it shows the faith that the, the king has and any important aspects, and actually does believe it, that the, in his work, this is my God-given purpose. And that is the symbolism. He is the head of the Anglican Church, and that is his role, one of his significant roles, and head of the Church of Scotland, and I think that's the important aspect of it. He still sees it's very important part of his life, but what we do see is a more inclusive nature when you suddenly see other faiths having prominent roles, and even to the extent the Prime Minister, a Hindu, is reading one of the lessons. Now, of course, that reflects, I think, the change in this country from a much more open society. The fact that we have a Hindu prime minister who will be reading a lesson from the Bible, I think, again, is a very significant moment. And, of course, we are a much more secular society now. Society has changed hugely in the 70 years since the last coronation. I mean, if we go back to the 17th century, then the public did believe that the royal, that the monarch was divine, was put on the earth by God. Now, that has, that, that has changed, and we are a much more secular society. But Charles is deeply religious. We know from Harry's book that he says his prayers every night, you know, just before going to bed. So this is a man that perhaps doesn't necessarily represent society in the way that society's changed. He, he is a man of, of great faith. He will become, he is supreme governor of the, the Church of England. He goes to church every Sunday, no matter where in the world he is. But he's also a very spiritual man who is very interested mm. in all faiths. A and we had talk some years ago, didn't we, whether he would be defender of faith. Of, yes, rather he'd changed the wording. Of the faith. Yeah. That hasn't changed. The, the wording of the oath remains the same, but we do have this contextualisation from the Archbishop of Canterbury, who's going to put it into context that this is much broader than just the Church of England, the Anglican uh, faith, that this is about people of all faiths, and, and I suppose, and none. And one of the ways, of course, this coronation is very different is the way it's the blended family between mm. Camilla and Charles and their children and Camilla's ex-husband and their grandchildren having such an important role um, as the, the, the pages, the page boys for both uh, the king and Camilla. And then last night we saw some footage we hadn't seen before of Charles with some of his beloved grandchildren, I think particularly Charlotte. And this was as part of one of the many documentaries that have been coming out over the bank holiday weekend. I know you've both seen it. Mm. I saw most of it last night and I'm afraid I did think it was a rather boring puff piece. Why we should all love the king. Hooray for the king. Well, uh, yeah, I did. There was a, clearly it was a bit puffy. And you, it but, was in his own words. Yeah, it was yeah. his own voice. So it was I taken from various well, interviews. So I guess you're not going to hear him yeah. criticising himself. <laughs> yeah, but, it was, but what was interesting, you see him in 1970 speaking about environmental issues. Yes. Now, that was brave. Single-use plastics. Oh, we've, got yeah. some, we've got some very, very cute yeah. pictures These, there of the grandchildren. That's with, with Prince George uh, there. And there were three different images of him as Grandpa Wales, which got a lot of traction on social media. And it was when he was talking about his passion for the environment, as mm. you mentioned there, Rupert, and the, the reason why he does it, which is to protect the planet for future generations like his grandchildren. And there was one line that, as I was watching it, he suddenly says, um, well, some, we believe everything else scientists do, but yes. when it comes to climate change, we don't believe the scientific evidence. And actually, that's sort of putting his head 
above the parapet yeah. in quite a strong way, which, again, you would have probably never thought the Queen would have ever allowed that. But it's still very much part of his DNA and actually trying to reflect his perception of his role as a monarch in a new... as the world evolves and gives him a sense of purpose. And we, um, we know... That I was struck by um, Camilla's great... Uh, nephew Arthur Elliot is going to be one of um, the page boys during the service and his grandfather is Steve Winwood. Did you know that? The... I didn't no, know they, that, Daisy. They... Oh, there you go, fact of the day. day. Yeah. I know. I know. Oh. And Steve Winwood is now performing at the concert. And I, Keep I it was in the family. It, yeah. I was saying over the weekend. So that's, I mean, that's quite a day for little Arthur Elliot, you know, being at his... Um, his great-aunt's great coronation, and then he can go to the concert the next day where his granddad is performing and playing, playing the guitar. But we've got a few more details about, about the concert and what it's going to look like, who's going to be in it. The stage has been unveiled at Daisy, and this is no ordinary stage. It is 95 metres wide. It's the biggest stage that's ever been built in the UK. Uh, it is in the colours and the shape of the Union flag, so it... it spans out, you can see there, into the audience. That looks amazing, I have It does to look spectacular, yeah. doesn't it? It's going to be an audience of 20,000 people uh, in Windsor Castle, in the grounds of Windsor Castle, set up on the East Terrace. I think it really will be quite And Tom something. Cruise is... Tom Cruise is going to be taking part in a sketch. Uh, so is Winnie the Pooh. Will it rival well, Paddington Bear? Well, well, no, what can't, are we doing? can't do. But it, we it... thought that about James Bond, yeah, didn't we? True. But can I say, the stage at the Platinum Jubilee concert, when you saw that, it was that was spectacularly mm, yeah. done. Who, whoever they get to do the staging, they've got some good people. And that does look... And given that... You have to say that it's not completely a list throughout the... Uh, oh, Tom Cruise is good, but the singers, you know, maybe, yeah. you know, if people... Lionel about, Richie's pretty good, isn't it? It's not bad, <laughs> but, you know, they were looking for... You know, Adele couldn't... You know, that yes. might have... What I'm saying, but it still will look spectacular. It will look good. It will look... And, of course, you know, tickets are very difficult to come by for that concert, but not as difficult as an invitation to the coronation. Which brings me to Francine Jones, who is attending the coronation herself. She's the former president of the National Black Police Association and is among the British Empire Medal recipients who will be at the Abbey. Well, obviously, Francine, the most important question is, have you decided what you're wearing? <laughs> I had, and then um, I tried it on and um, it's too big, so I've got to go and find something else. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. But t t tell us about your feelings about going to the coronation. What was it like when you, when you got the invitation? How did you get the invitation? Well, the invitation came... Notification of the information... The invitation came by email, but the actual invitation came by post last week. And because you had to sign for it, I had to go down to the main um, sorting office and collect it. And I was just surprised at how big it was for starters and how heavy it was. And so I had to open it right there and then. And this gentleman who was waiting in the queue is like, oh, can I have a look? So we both looked at it and I thought, wow, this is really lovely. So, yeah. And as somebody who is taking part in the coronation, what do you think about the way that it's been put together, the way that, you know, that the royal family has tried to portray themselves as perhaps more inclusive, you know, more modern? Do, do you think that has succeeded? 
It's interesting. I've been listening. I was listening to what you were saying beforehand, and um, I've been listening or hearing uh, different news items about it. And I don't know what it's going to be like, and I don't know what to expect. I'm just going to enjoy the experience. And all this talk that's going on on the different news channels, I don't know, I just don't really think either way, really. Um, it's just news, isn't it? <laughs> it is It is just news, but not for you. I love your, your story about going down to the post office and getting that, that big invitation and somebody almost asking for a selfie with it. Well, uh, listen, have a fantastic uh, day on Saturday. Enjoy your time. I know you won't be able to take lots of photographs uh, during the coronation, but at least you'll be able to watch back um, the coronation being broadcast around the world to billions of people and know that, yeah. that, you, that, yeah. that you were there right at the heart of it. So um, congratulations for being invited and thank you for talking.